Yuma Daf Chav Kimmel, the last line of Daf Chav Beis on Beis. Yesterday we ended off on the Gemara where Rabbi Huda said in Rav Ben Preman and Ashal Ben Preisha Machal Kvedai that the reason why Shal lost his Malchus was because he was Meichal on his Kavod. So the Gemara continues on that theme. Amar Rabbi Yechon Mishum Rabbi Shimon Ben Yehud Tzadik Kol Tamachacham Sheinay Noikim Venoita Kenachash Einay Tamachacham and we turn to Daf Chav Kimmel Amin Aleph and Tamachacham does not take revenge or bears a grudge like Rashi says Eva Kenachash Belibai. And he keeps it in his heart like a snake does. And he's not considered a tamachacham. In fact, the Gemara Vaksiv, how can you say that that's a positive thing? But we learned in the Pasuk, Loisikam, Loisita, that there's an Issa in the Kama and the Tira. The Gemara answers, that's only referring to in Yane Mamun. But over here, when it's referring to someone that's causing the tamachacham personal pain, there you have to take revenge and you must bear a grudge. The Tanya, as we learned in the Braisa, Ezi Nakima, Ezi Natira, what does it mean in the Torah when it says Loisikam, Loisita? Nakima, Amaloyashu. That if someone says to his friend, please lend me your sickle, and he says, I don't want to lend it to you, the next day, and the other one, which means Shimon says back to Ruben, please lend me your axe, I'm not going to lend it to you, just like you didn't lend me your sickle yesterday. This is referring to the lav of Nakima. The Azin Natira, what is the lav of Natira? Ruben says to Shimon, please lend me your axe. Shimon responds, to Ruben, he says, Loi, I don't want to lend it to you. So then Shimon says to Ruben the next day, Please lend me your shirt. Ruben says back, Hey, look, here it is. I'm not like you, that you lend to me. This is, of course, the Issa of Laisita. So we see clearly from the Brisa that the Issa of Nikama or Natira is only on something that has to do with Mammon, but on something that causes a personal, personal pain, either by hitting someone or cursing someone, etc., that would not be part of the problem of Laisika and Laisita. And in a situation, where it's sad to gufa, that's where Rabbi Yechon said that kol tam chacham she ain't neikem and neitek kenachash ain't tam chacham. In fact, Gemara but sad to gufa. You tell me when a person has a personal pain and he has insulted or is hurt by someone physically that there's no issue of leisikam leisita. But Tani, we have a price that says hanal lovim ve'ain lovim. Someone that is insulted but he doesn't actually take any revenge and he doesn't get insulted. Shoyim and chapasim ve'ain mashivim. With someone that he is disgraced and he's cursed out and he doesn't respond that oisim avos mechem yisur. And he does that through love of Akash Baruch Hu, and he's happy with you and Akash Baruch Hu brings on him. Alein and Kasavayma, and such people, the Pasuk says, Vayavav Kitsay Sashem Bishbigvurasai, that the ones that love Akash Baruch Hu are like the, the sun that comes out with its Gvura. So you see the benefit of someone doing something with an Elovim, Vayin and Elovim. So why do you say that Tam Chacham, Shein and Nekim and Nekim and Nekim is not Tam Chacham? Lechir, it's a Maila to be from the Elovim, Vayin and Elovim, Shabim Shabim Chapasim, Vayin and Meshivim. And the Gemara responds, Ein Chadam, Rabbechlin says that he's he doesn't mean that the Tamachacham should take Nekama or Natira personally from this person. It just means that he should hold it in his heart and he should be happy if someone else goes and takes revenge. And actually, this would be exactly like we had yesterday because people were saying about Shaul that he was not ready to be the king and he didn't say anything. And over there afterwards, it turns out that they wanted to actually go take revenge and still Shaul said over there, don't kill anyone based on what they're saying. And we saw over there that that was a problem because Shaul HaMelech had someone else that would take revenge for him and he still didn't allow him to do that and that's exactly like we're saying over here where you have someone else to take revenge at that point you have to be a Nekim Veneta and you have to allow them to take revenge from a person that is being Mavazo you as a Tam Chacham or being Moir B'Machas and the Gemara says but Amurava the Gemara asks another question how can you say you should leave it in your heart if someone is Mavin his Midas and he doesn't even keep it in his heart we take away all of his ancient so you see over there that's not good to keep in your heart 
on that the Gemara says the Mufayisul Mufayis. Rav is talking about a case that the person came over to you and asked Mechila over there. You should be Meichel him. Him, you shouldn't keep it in your heart at all. However, if someone doesn't come to you for Mechila, of course you should keep it in your heart and you should make sure that someone takes retribution from that person and stands up for the Kavanat Torah. The Gemara continues. We said in the base of English when they made a pious, they stood around in a big circle and each person put out a finger and you put out either one or two fingers. If we said you're allowed to put out two fingers, of course you can put out one finger. The Gemara says, if someone is well, then of course you have to put out one finger in order not to make the person confused and he'll only count you as one person. However, by someone that's sick and it's very hard for him to put out only one finger, like Rashi points out, therefore that chayla could put out two fingers. You're allowed to put out one finger. You're not allowed to actually put out two fingers. When do we say the bibari? If someone's healthy and he could put out one finger, but if someone's sick and therefore they can't put out one finger, you could even put out two fingers. And if someone was actually to the side and sitting down because he was too schwach to be part of the circle, and even if they're strong enough to be able to put out one finger, still they're allowed to put out two fingers since they're completely separate from the circle. Therefore, we're not worried that they're going to be counted twice even if they put out two fingers. However, of course, we only count them as one person. We're telling us that we only count a person that sticks out two fingers as one person. But Tani, we have a bride that says, you now put out your third finger, which means your middle finger, and not your thumb, because people would be deceitful, and they would actually put out their thumb and the next finger or another finger, and there was space in between them, and therefore, the person who was counting might make a mistake and count as two. If you put out your middle finger, we still count that person. However, if you put out your thumb, we don't even count you. Since it looks like you're trying to be deceitful, and you may put out two fingers and it would look like one, therefore we don't count a person that puts out his thumb at all. And not only don't we count him, we also hit him with the person who is appointed on the Bebekiah. There was someone that was actually the appointed one that would give Malchus, and they would hit him with this strap. And the Gemara's question is that before we said we only count each person as one person, and over here it says that we count him, it's mashma, that we count him as two, we count his middle finger and another finger. And that the Gemara answers, my nami, when it says that we counted, is not two times, but achas as one person. My pekiah, what is he referring to when it says pekiah? Amrav madra, it's referring to a madra. My madra, what's a madra? Amrav papa, mitarka detayed the pasuk It's referring to a type of a whip which was used for horses, whose tip is split into multiple pieces, and therefore was a very tough way to hit someone. The Gemara continues, Amr Abaya, Abaya says, Meresh Avamina, originally I used to think, Hadithan, when the Mishnah said, Ben Biboy, Mimun al that Ben Biboy was the one who was appointed on the Pekia, Amina, I thought, Pesilta, it's referring to wicks, Kedithan, as we learned in the Mishnah, from the worn out pants and belts of the Kahanim, by the Simchas Bey Sheva, they would rip them into pieces, and they would use them as the wicks for the Simchas Bey Sheva. So we thought that that person was the one that was in charge of making the wicks. But Abayah says, Kiva the Shemana Lahodatanya, once I heard this Bryce that says, and we know that's referring to the whip. Amina, I said, my Pekia, Nagda. The Pekia that we're referring to is the one that's appointed on the whip. We have the story in the Mishnah. There were two people that were running and they were tied and they were running up on the ramp and one pushed the other and they fell down and they broke their foot. So turn around, button, we have a different Misa, which is similar. Misa, Mishnei, Kayanim, there were two Kayanim, Shayushneim, Shavin. They were both running and they were equal. They were running up on the ramp. And one of them beat the other and he got within four armies of his friend and therefore he won the race. Natal Sakin, the friend took 
a knife, it tuckle I believe by and he stuck it in his heart and he killed him. So Amr Tzadik, Rab Tzadik, who was a Kayan, got up and he got up on Mailas Hulam on the steps of Lum Um and he said, Achena Bas Israel, my brothers Klay Saul, Shimu, you should listen. Harewaim it says in the Pasak, Ki Matzachobadama, when there's a person that dies in your land, the Yatzakanach Bishaftecha, and you zakanim and shaftim should go out and they should do the mice of the Eglarufa. Onu Almil Havi Agarufa, Ali Ira Lazarus, who should we bring the Eglarufa for? And who is in charge of doing it? Is it the people of the city, which is Yushlaim, or the people of Nazareth, the Kahanim? So go, Kalam Bukhia. And this brought the whole nation to cry because they felt that we have no way to actually have a Kapara, as we'll see in the Gemara in a moment. The child's father came, and he saw that the child was still shaking, and therefore he was still a little bit alive. And he said, My child should be a Kapara for everyone. But my child is still shaking, and therefore he's not dead. And the Sakin is not yet Tame, and therefore quickly pull out the Sakin so it doesn't become Tame. And therefore, teaches us that in those days it was much worse for them that something should become tame than actual shvichas damim, and they were so desensitized to shvichas damim that even the father could say, make sure during his most terrible tsar that his child dying in front of him, he was able to think about the sack and not become tame. The also says in the pasuk, and this is going by Menashe, which is actually during Bayis Rishon, and over here we're talking about Bayis Sheni, but still we see the same concept. Gam dom noki habim Menashe spilled so much blood that Yushlaim was filled from one end of Yushlaim to the other. Now we had this story in our Mishnah where one Kayin pushed the other Kayin and he fell off and he hurt his foot. And then we had a story where one Kayin killed another Kayin. So Fred Gemara, hey Maisa, which Maisa came first? If the Maisa Shvichas Dom happened first, if on Shvichas Dom a person was actually killed, they were not misakin the pious, they were not misakin to have raffles and they get Continued having the races. And Nishburagli took you know all of a sudden when someone broke their foot they were misakinet. Ella it must be the Nishburagli caught him that the case of our Mishnah was where someone broke their foot at that point they were misakin to make a pious. In fact, remember we keep it to keep a pious. Abba Amos may have been tired. If they were already misakin these raffles, then why would you have this race between Kayanim and getting into the four Amis and then one kind killing the other? It wouldn't have happened. Ella the Gemara says English because Dumb caught him. Really, what happened was that the story that we just brought down the Brisa where one kind killed the other that one happened first. When we Karasava, originally they thought, Akrei Ba'amu, it's only one happening, it was one crazy person that killed someone. But But once they saw that even just in a standard day, just by mistake, one client hit the other, and he fell off, and he broke his foot. Therefore they saw what a Sakana was, and they now were Misakin a pious. The Gemara continues to discuss the story. Amad Rab Tzadik, Amayos Ulam Ba'ama. Rab Tzadik got up on the Mayos of Ulam, and we said Rab Tzadik was a client, and that's why he could stand there. And he said, Achenu Beis Yisrael, my brother's Klai Yisrael, Shimu Yishu Lis it's that really there's a possibility of bringing la even though it happened in Yushlaim and happened in the base of Middash. But Tani, where everybody says, says, Asar Dvarim Nemr Bishlaim, there are 10 things that are dinim that are specific for Yushlaim, Vizu Achis, man, and this is one of them. And we turn to that Chav Gimel Amen Beis, Einim Avi Eglarufa, that in Yushlaim you don't bring an Eglarufa, as Rashi says, because it says in the Passover, Kimatechal Badama, and it says, Lerishta, the Ein Yushlaim Yusha, and Yushlaim is not part of Yusha of Eretz Yisrael, because this man holds, it wasn't split up between the Shvatim, as we learned before in the Masechta. Another question is, even according to the man that says generally you would bring an Eglarufa, but that's only where you don't know who actually hit.
hit him and who actually killed him. But in this case, we knew specifically who killed him and was in front of everyone. Elo, Gemara says, that the only reason why Pesachik said this is not because it was literally that Yushlaim was Chayiv and Egla Rufo. In this case, Yechayiv and Egla Rufo, he was just doing it in order to be Marba, the Bechia of Klai Yisrael, and get them to understand the terrible thing that just happened. And he was making a point that just like all the time, you need Egla Rufo when it's something where we're not even sure who killed the person. So, of course, in this case, where we see that the person killed him and it was something that happened in front of us, then for sure we need a kapara, and who is going to be our kapara? And actually, that's why the father actually said that the child should be our kapara. And now the Gemara continues to explain what we just learned in that b'risa. But obviously, the father, the child came, and therefore take out the knife from my child. And this teaches us, we have the following shayla. Is the pshat that they became completely desensitized to murder? But Tyrus Kalim was wasn't on a higher pedestal, it was still on the same Milo that it used to be, or maybe the opposite. Of course, Shvichas Dam was still very strong by them, and they cared a lot about Shvichas Dam, but they became more sensitive to the issue of Tyrus Kalim. Tashma will bring you by the fact that the Gemara just brought a Pasuk and it brought from Menashe. We see that the issue was that they became completely insensitive to but their attitude towards the Tyra of Kalim still stayed exactly as it was before. And we continue with the Gemara. Our Mishnah was talking about Truma Sadeshen, which was the Avoida and the Mitzvah to remove a shovel full of ashes from the Mizbech every single morning and place it on the side of the Mizbech. Now, aside from this Avoida, they would also remove all of the ashes from time to time from the top of the Mizbech in order to clean it. Now, this pile of ashes that formed at the top of the Mizbech, that was called the area of the Tapuach because it looked like an apple. Now, they took it afterwards, they didn't put it on the side of his back. However, they took it el michutz machna. So Al Gemara starts discussing that point. Tell me we learned. Ufashat v'lovish begadam acherim v'hoitzi sedeshen. The actual Pasuk says, Ufashat is begadam v'lovish begadam acherim v'hoitzi sedeshen el michutz machna el makayim tar. And the way Rashi explains it is that if someone just did the Truma sedeshen and then afterwards he goes and he wants to go and clean up the entire Mizbeach and bring it out michutz machna, then we seem to be saying in the Pasuk that you actually take off your previous clothing and you put on other clothing so you're changing from one type of beggar to another beggar and the Gemara therefore says Shemani I would think that the Torah is teaching us that this should be similar to the day of Yom Kippur where the day of Yom Kippur we know the Kayin Gadol when he did Avodas he went and he changed from one type of beggar to another type of beggar now over there he went from the Big Day Zav from the Shemayinah Begadim of the Kayin Gadol and he put on the four Begadim the Big Day Love and when he was going from the Kaidish to the Kaidish Kedashim for example and vice versa and he changed many times during the day. However, Bidigea, a Kayan Hedit that's doing the Avoida of the Chumas Hadeshin and then doing the Avoida of taking the Deshin on Machutzel Machna, in order to change, he has to go change, as the Gemara says, he goes and he removes the Big Day Kaidish, which was the four begotten, the Big Day Lovin, the Loivish Big Day Chal, and then he'll put on and he'll dress himself in Big Day Chal when he goes out to do the Avoida, which was a dirty Avoida by taking the ashes, he'll get very dirty, and therefore it's proper to him to go and do that with Big Day Chal. That's why the Pasuk says, Upashat is begotten, Vilovash begotten acherim. It says, they'll take off his begotten and he'll go and dress himself with other begotten. And therefore, he uses the same lotion of begot, Makish begotten, Shalavish, begotten, Shapashit. And we therefore compare the begotten that he's getting dressed in to the begotten that he just took off. Malalam big de Kaidish, just like the begotten that he removed, or big de Kaidish, Afkan big de Kaidish. Also, the begotten that he's going out, Bechutzlamachna, with the ashes, is also going to be big de Kaidish. Imkei matam loy So, why do we say that the 
Chayyud, also big day Kaidish. So Lechayyud is the same big day Kuda. And the Gemara answers, Pchusaman, that these begadim they put on to take out the ashes were worn out begadim, or they were inferior quality than the regular big day loven of the Kaihadim. Like Rashi says, they weren't expensive. Because by taking out the ashes outside, they'll get dirty. When you carry it outside of Machna. And therefore, be night to use the same begotten afterwards when you go and bring a carbon on the Mizbech to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that is the opinion of the Tanakhaba. However, Rebbe Lezer says, He learns from the Pasuk, it says, And therefore, we say, that we learn from here that even a Kayan Bal Mum, that it's kosher for them to take out the ashes, and Rashi points out, the Lashon is as follows, the word Achirim is going under Kahanim, that even Kahanim that consider Achirim and they're further away and they have no right to do any other Avedis, the Kayan Bal Mum can actually take the ash and bring it out. The Gemara continues, Omar, we just learned Achirim is Pusaman, you use begotten which are less expensive and worn out clothing than the regular big dekuna. And Zakti Gemara could attend the Rabbi Shmuel, the Tanvir Rabbi Shmuel that we learned to the Yeshiva Rabbi Shmuel, begotten Shabisham and Katerul Rabbi, Layumzu Ben Mayan Rabbi, that the same clothes they use to cook and use in the kitchen, they get dirty by cooking in the kitchen, don't go and use it to serve your master and serve him a cup of wine. Just like we have Machlegs between Talakaba and Rabbi Lezah, Benigeda, it saw of the Deshem, Machna, if a Kayan Balmun could be performing that Avaid or not. So the same Machlegs would apply Benigeda's Chumas Hadeshen that we did every single day by taking a shovel full off of the Mizbech in the morning and placing it on the side of Mizbech. Rabbi Echelamah Machlegs by Itzah, that the Machlegs in Echnami that we saw before was Benigeda, it saw of the Deshem, Machlegs Machna, Al Baroma, but Benigeda's Chumas Hadeshen happened every single day. Everyone agrees that's a regular Avaid, and since it's a regular Avaid, it would only be kosher with a coin that's not a Balmum. However, a coin that's a Balmum would not be able to do the Shumas Adeshen. And actually, this Shita of Rabbi Yechlin actually goes the Shita on the Avchav Bezim and Alpha. We saw that Rabbi Yechlin said, Kiddush Yedl, the Shumas Adeshen, the Mocha, ain't Sarch Lakadish, Kvak Kiddush, Mitchilis Avoida. And the Gemara over there changed it and had a Avmina to talk about Avoida. But according to our Gemara, it would seem that the Avmina was correct, that it was actually Mitchilis Avoida, it was considered Avoida. In any case, the Gemara wants to explain the Machlekes between Rish Lakish and Rabbi Yechlin. The Gemara says, My time to Lakish, what's Pshad and Lakish? And the Gemara will bring based on the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, that the Kayan will wear his shirt that's made out of linen and his pants that are made out of linen. So the Gemara says, If it's really how can it be that Torah says all you need are pants and shirts that are made of linen and doesn't mention the Abnate or the Mitznafis. So you see, it's not Avedah. And that's why Rebbe Lezer would say that you don't need a Kayan that's not a Balmum. And even a Kayan that's Balmum could do the Chumas Hadashin. The Torah only mentioned and specified the pants and the shirts which were linen. Once we see that the Torah required that you wear two of the actual big dekuna, then of course the Torah meant that the Mitzvah and Abnate you also have to wear, and you have to wear all the big dekuna when you're doing the Abnate of Chumas Hadashin. But the Gemara now is that if you're telling me that the Pasha didn't have to say all of the four big dekuna, the Lachari didn't have to say any of the big dekuna by the fact that it would have mentioned the Kayan, we would know that he's someone that doesn't have a mum. So what's pshat that we mentioned midavad and michlesevad? Why do we only mention the shirt and the pants? On that, the Gemara says because we have a limit from each of them. Midavad from the fact that the Torah uses the extra words teaching us that you wear the shirt of linen. Midav kimidasai that that shirt has to be exactly the size of 
the kain, meaning that it should be made to spit the kain. It shouldn't be too long and it shouldn't be too short. In addition, we learn that for this price. How do you know nothing should go on the kain before his mechlesayim before the pants? Sorry, it teaches us that the pants should be put on his basa. And as Rashi says, Mashba Shaloivish Baida Arm, She ain't a love El Basari, there's nothing on him aside from Basar. The Eli Tamar, you're not gonna say that Al Basari Lamai Kasvain. Why does it say the words Al Basari? Vish Lakish, Vish Lakish says, Midai Kimidasa, Mid Afkar Achman of Lashem Midai. By the fact that he uses Lashem Midai, therefore we learned that as well. And Shalai Haydava Kaidul Mikhasayim, Me Al Basari Nafka. We don't learn it from the words Um Mikhasayvad. We learn it anyway from Al Basari, and therefore we can learn all of these Limudim according to Vish Lakish. First of all, you learn that only begotten that you need are a pants and shirt, but there's no requirement for all four begotten because it's not an Avedo. And you also learn two other dinim. You learn that the actual shirt and the clothing of the kayin has to be made specifically for the kayin, has to be custom fit for that specific kayin. And you also learn that nothing else should be on your body prior to putting on the pants. And the Gemara continues, let's say this machlaikis, if the din of Chumas Hadeshin is a din of Avedo, and therefore you need all four begotten of a kayin had it. As we learned in the Bryce as follows, it says in the Pasuk, so the Gemara asks, Why does it say again Yilbash? It already said, All it should say, Why does it say It's telling you that you also have the hat and the abnate has to be worn even for Chumas Hadesh and Rabbi which is Mash Rabbi Yudah holds its own and therefore you need all Dalad Begadim of the Kayin Hadid. No, the Rabbis Big Day Kayin Gadol This is coming as a reboot to teach us that the Big Day Kayin Gadol, the four begotten of big day loving that the kind God of war in Yom Kippur when he didn't wear the Shemite begotten and we learn out from the word Yilbash that the kind had it during the year could wear the same begotten that the kind God of war in Yom Kippur now we don't know with the Pasuk the gate the kind God of Yom Kippur says V'nichem Shem he should place them and leave them over there so some learn out V'nichem Shem means that they need the Gneza and no one could use them after Yom Kippur however Abdesa learns that no a kind had can actually use it and V'nichem Shem just means that the kind God cannot use it for another Yom Kippur he needs new clothing every single Yom Kippur. So I'm a Rebbe. Rebbe asked a question on Rebbe Deisa. I have two questions on you. I know that the Avnim the Kain Gadol they wore on Yom Kippur when he wore the Big Day Lovin was completely made out of linen. However, the Avnim of Kain Hedid the entire year was actually made out of shatness just like the Avnim of the Kain Gadol the entire year. And therefore, how can you tell me that the Big Day Kain Gadol could be used by the Kain Hedid the entire year? It wasn't the same Avnim. I have another issue with your din because you can't tell me that the Kayin Gadol wore Begadim and then a Kayin Hadid who's on low Madrega will use the same Begadim. Ella Matam Loimi Yilbash. Therefore, Rabbi says, what does it mean in the Pasuk when it says this extra word Yilbash? And we turn to Afchavdalad Ahmed Aleph. The Rabbi says, Ashchakim Zuk Rabbi, it's coming to teach you that even old Begadim that are a little bit worn out, you could still use it for any Avaida as long as they're not ripped. And the Gemara now brings another Brysa which is exactly the same as we just had because Benicham showed me a Brysa that says, when the Kayin Gadol, after Yom Kippur, took off his clothing, he placed it over there. Milam and Shatun and Gnizah, it teaches us that he needs to put it away, and it has to be put in Gnizah, and no one can use it. Not the Kayin Gadol for next year, Yom Kippur, and not a Kayin Hedid during the year. However, Abdaisal Shitasa, he says, they're actually right for the Kayin Hedid to use the entire year. So, what does it mean in Pasuk when it says the Kayin Gadol will place the Begadim over there? That no one could use these clothing, even for next Yom Kippur, and even for a Kayin Gadol, you're not allowed to use them. You have to have brand new clothing for the next Yom Kippur. The Gemara says, "My We just had machlekes between Rabbi Huda and Rabbi and Rabbi So, what is the machlekes based on? It must be the Masavad Baidi, Rabbi Huda that learned from the word Yilbash, and he wants to include.
food mitznefes avni and must hold a zavoda, and that's why you need all four of the begadim. However, Abdaisa holds it's not avoda, and therefore you actually don't need a mitznefes avni, and that's why he has these psukim to learn other things. But the Gemara responds, Loi, that's not true. The kuli amra avodi. Everyone agrees, even Rabdaisa holds it is avoda. However, the machlekes over here is as follows: Masav tzricha karl urbuei. Rabbi Yehuda holds that you need a pasuk to be marba. That not only do you have to have the pants and the shirt, but you also need the mitznefes and the abnate. However, Abdaisa holds you don't need a pasuk to teach us that. Once we saw that you need pants and a shirt that were linen, therefore, of course, you need all of the four begadim. And therefore, by the fact that it says Yilbash, it must be coming to teach us the dinim of a kain gadol on Yom Kippur. And we will stop over here.